Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 80th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane, my guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. She is a talented writer and rapper from the Portland area. She is also a real estate agent. She's a hustler. She's also the owner of SheRhyme.com. She is my friend from way back. Her name is Sharonda McCauley, a.k.a. Rose City Miss Chief. Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear us, Rose City? Yeah, give it up for Katie Kane, 80th episode. Yeah, 80th episode. I I like that, and I'm the one that's on your 80th episode. I'm really into numbers, and whenever I think of the number eight, I think about, like, infinity or forever, because, you know, when you turn on infinity signs. So I'm glad to be here on your 80th episode. No doubt. Thank, thanks for coming back. Uh, you had some car troubles the last time we had you scheduled, and we know how that goes. I, I had car trouble two weeks ago. I got my front yeah. end smashed in, so I'm, I oh, can relate. Was, you know so what I mean? that was so horrible. I was in the middle of doing delivery driving, okay? So uh-huh. I'm sitting there with somebody's food in my car, just dropped someone's off, and then trying to get to the next person yeah. to drop stuff, and it was just a mess. Bummer, man. <laughs> Man, I know how that in, in AZ, the two years I lived in Phoenix, I got like eight flat tires. And I feel like five or six of them are when I had packages on my car when I was delivering for Amazon. So it was like, yeah. fuck, man. I'm yeah. like, I got to throw on the donut. I'll bring these back after I change the tires. Oh Sorry. My God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it, it would just, uh, I know how it goes, man. You got to push on through. I appreciate you taking the time to reschedule and, and come back in. I really appreciate you having me here. Yeah. Um, no uh, doubt, no doubt, girl. Uh, you're a star. You know what I mean. I'm, so, I'm I'm trying to uh interview folks who I've crossed paths with um in my lifetime who I think are doing cool stuff, and then some people I I haven't met before. I'm just interested in what they're doing. But this one is special because I've known you for a long time. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's cool to see all the cool stuff you got going on right now. So can I give the people a little bit of context on how I met you? Yes, you may. I would love to hear Okay, cool. So my producer, Tyrant, we had him on episode 50 or 60 something. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. So he, uh, he was my producer since 2001. He put out a compilation album, I think 02, 03 or something. It was a red CD. And he, he was like, dude, I met this girl. I met this female rapper in Portland. Her name's Miss Chief. He's like, man, she's dope. And and I remember hearing your song on that compilation. It had a Decurian verse on there, too. It was yeah. like, chase me, chase me till you catch yeah. me, catch me. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I was a fan. But then it was like during the same year, I think we like I picked up Decurian in Pullman and we were going to Piala to meet Tyrant because he had left Spokane. And it's like, as soon as we get there, Tyrant's like, we're going to Portland. I'm like, dude, I just drove six hours to get here. You know what I mean? He's like, don't worry, I'll drive. And so we went to Portland to go and record at RPM's crib. RPM's, yeah. yeah. And it's like, we we went out to go and hit up the bars. And I remember we scooped you up and I was just like, oh, this is her. It was, and DeCurian too. I think that was his first time meeting you also. So we were just yeah. like, what's up, girl? And, and, and you smoked, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was just like, it was a good time, man. We went out and it had was. drinks and, and listened to music. It was it was a good time, man. Like man, those were like great times. Uh those were my first times of like Tyrant 
Can, yeah, can you talk about can you talk about how you met him? Like how how because yeah. I don't yeah years ago I don't remember who threw this like expo at the expo center and they I I remember my G was there but it was all these like people that were interested in the elements of hip hop and I happened to be I did the freestyle contest I mean why not yeah there wasn't too many girls that did it but I did it. You know, and um, after I got done rapping, there was a few people that came up to me and wanted to connect and do something further. And this was my first time, like, doing something that big with that many people. So I was connecting with everybody. But that's how I met Tyrant. And um, he was in Spokane at the time. And bl God blessed me with, like, a great mom. She drove me all the way up to, like, my family. We drove all the way up to Spokane from Dude. Portland just to record Chase Me. And that was our first time working together. The song came out great. I loved it. I loved how I sounded because that was my first time like really in the studio working on something. Yeah. You know? And uh, then he actually put it on the album. I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, that's how I met uh, Tyrant. And then uh, up in Puyallup, I recorded with him another time. I did this song called The Greatest. Um, it landed on to, it just, it made it to my space. That's the only place I would, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, then uh, we tried to work on some other stuff. Uh, then we cooked up with you. Just, I don't know. This is great. I remember you had the Hard Liquor and Mary Jane track, which still goes. Yeah, which thanks. Which is on that Tyrant Presents the compilation. Yeah, I can never live that song down. Like whenever I do it, I'm like, I got all this new cool rock and roll stuff, guys. And the crowd's like, hard liquor, Mary Jane. I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's one of that's like a classic. It's gonna forever like go. That was like that's the whole vibe, that song. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks, man. It really is. Yeah. So uh like can I fast forward a bit past that? I, that was because Tyra ended up focusing on his own stuff. I would still work yeah. with him when I could from time to time, you know what I yeah. mean? But he, you know, well, you could listen to his interview. He quit a few times too. So it was like, he all right, did. don't, I remember don't, that. yeah, and it's I think like, he went back to school or something. Yeah, he got yeah. like his IT certifications yeah. and all that. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those, one of those guys now. And I, I wasn't mad at him, you know, cause we always, he can, he always came back. And so mm -hmm. it, it was fun, but, uh, when I moved to Portland in 2010, I, I was living with RPM for like the first like six, nine months or so. And then I, I found my bro Jackson. Um, I remember RPM had the, it was called Rose City, right? R Rose City was the group, the group album that you did? Oh, it was Rose Bent. Rose yeah. Bent, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was you and Jay Chronic. And what was the other girl's name? She was like the Lady singer? Trinity. Lady Trinity. She ran yeah. too. She knows, yeah. Yeah. So RPM showed me the CD. I was like, oh man, I know those two girls. He's like, dude, you gotta check it out. And it, it was like 11 songs. My my favorite song was the uh what you doing in here like that oh yeah it was just oh, yeah. super funky that was one of the first songs that uh we did together because we um our initial goal was i think yoshi had a show that she got invited to perform at and uh we they were we were all kind of already friends but not like all together you know um but kiyoshi brought us together because okay. i had recorded uh with uh i had recorded over at her house before and we had worked on some before and her and Jay Chronic had worked on some before and she had a show and uh, she invited us to perform with her and we was like, well, how can we do this? So then we took out ver a verse from each other's songs and we put, 
you know, somebody on there and we were performed. And then we just, we got invited to do more shows. And then we was like, okay, well, let's record these songs. But I think the What You Doing in Here was a Jay Chronic song. Uh, I first. And so then, uh, we, was that a Jay Chronic song? Yeah, I don't know. I listened to the whole CD and it was... I'm not a female, so it's like I gotta identify with what I think is jamming. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, yeah. It, it, it was, it was girl vibes. It was kind of R and B ish. You know what I mean? And that one yeah. was kind of. It was so fun to make. Yeah. Uh, you you need that as someone that has a love and a passion for writing. You need some kind of an outlet, and I feel like that was a great time. We were always, you know, in the studio. We were working it as as businesswomen and as performers and artists, but also maintaining our homes and growing. Um, I think during that time, uh, there were degrees earned and, you yeah. know, between us and different, you know, we still yeah. live our lives, but we're able to do this great high quality album because uh, it, it was just awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Well, like that's, that's the type of shit that I moved to Portland for was to yeah. be around stuff like that. People who are doing stuff like that and be inspired by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was really fun while it lasted. Like uh, got to n not make as much music as I wanted to, but I still got to make a lot. And the main thing I cherished was like the cannabis game that I learned because I wanted to go to Portland to do music, but it's like, I got so much more game just by staying there for that long. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, just, just learn, I, I would have never learned those things or gained that level of creativity or that level of confidence if I didn't put myself out there and, and try and suffer through the struggle, you know what I mean? Of being a starving artist. And, and I just have to say one time for Portland, just cause it is my hometown and where I'm from. I am so grateful that it has become a place that a lot of artists come here. You know what I'm saying? They get their feet wet, they spread their arms and their wings and everything. And they can, it's become a place to come and really get your issue and work on it all. And so I just, I love that. And I'm it, like, yeah, come I through. agree. I, I call it the school for mutants, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like when, yeah. when I when I was coming there, it was so many talented people who could do so much cool shit and everybody, yeah has turned it into something that you can go and check out or, or purchase a plate or you know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a uh, real results from everybody making those choices and, and it's, it's dope to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so um, what about the, uh, you, you like after Rose Bent, like what, what, where did your musical focus go after that? Cause that was around like 2010, right? Like I've, I've, yeah, followed. we released our album 10 years ago, 2010. Uh, we rocked that for a, a couple of years and then we did a mixtape and we were, uh, you know, rocking that. And then um, I, we started recording, like I started recording more stuff um, on my, with my, on my own as a solo artist and also collaborating with other people um, yep. from here or um, I was excited. I went to Las Vegas. I recorded music in Las Vegas with X Kid before, you know, Whoa. X Kid does his rounds. He'd be all over. Yeah, um, I see that so, guy online too. That's dope. Did you ever yeah. put out, did you ever release any of those songs? Just online on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, and yes, actually, I put together a mixtape, but um, yeah, I did some music videos um, that are on YouTube. Um, 
so yeah yeah still writing uh took time to get that real estate license yeah dude yeah you can we can switch to that too man because that uh that's a big stunt you know what i mean like that you know like one of those sales net a lot of bread so it's uh and i see you online hustling and the one thing I also have to commend you for is like you took a meeting with me like in 2017. I I, I lost yes. the I, I lost the property I was on in 2016 in Sherwood, and I was just like, "Girl, what do you fucking got?" You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, I, I, it was just like, man. Even like I explained to you, like you met with me for like 30 minutes to an hour, and it didn't work out. But I appreciate you just taking the meeting, man, because. I thank you for considering me. You know, my goal as a real estate artist, uh, real estate agent, when it comes to, because I consider everybody my client, whether you work with me before or not, or if you don't plan on working with me, it's still my job to, you know, try to get you to come and work with me or allow me to serve you in some way when it comes to purchasing your home. So I'm just happy that you met with me, you know, to give me that opportunity to tell you, show you what I'm working with. And maybe uh, later down the line, as you grow, yeah. and as you grow, we could still cross paths and yeah. something in the real estate together. I, yeah, I'm gonna definitely holler back for sure. And and yeah. the the office was nice too. I'm like, oh man, it's down there in Lloyd. I'm like, oh, it's like yeah, the I'm conference room. Yeah, I'm good on room. every MLK Boulevard. Yeah, right there, across from Burgerville on MLK. Yeah, it was nice. I think I I actually parked at Burgerville. I think and walked across the street. It was like, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Man. It'd be nice for um just waiting for all the COVID restrictions to, you know, open everything back up because it is really nice to meet with clients in the office. But, you know, uh, going yeah. somewhere else to meet is good, too. Yeah. So can you talk about uh what what inspired that move, man? Like, were, were you just okay. like, like, this job um, isn't my favorite? And I've always been interested in, like, wealth. You know, when yeah. I used to work at a bank and uh, very ground level moving up, I was in like a wholesale banking division. And uh, I saw myself like later in life becoming like a wealth manager or something. That's just what I see for myself. And uh, I thought of real estate as a way to acquire wealth. Um, I wanted to be a homeowner one day. And uh, the very first time I attempted to get a home loan, I was heavily denied because my credit score was so low been there yeah. been there yeah, yeah. it's like it was, i'm like i got loot though and it doesn't fucking matter it's like yeah. yeah and so it's like i wanted to learn the game and then being from portland and seeing my neighborhood change i grew up right on 12th and alberta and so seeing the neighborhood change and then the term gentrification being brought up and everybody talking about people being pushed out of their neighborhoods and not really knowing that much about real estate because one thing with education and you know just ways of life these are certain things that are passed down from generation to generation you know and uh that i don't my parents they weren't homeowners you know and so that wasn't something that had been in our family before and then we got this talk about gentrification coming about i wanted to learn about it and see what i could what information i could pass on to others um so that we could grow stronger and understand how we could feel safe and secure in our homes and our neighborhoods that we have been living in and understand like how can we be priced out of somewhere that we've been living forever or what can we do to acquire the things so that we can have some kind of uh, stability and you know foot 
in our neighborhood when we've been here for gener generations. And so oh, that's God. really the, 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 what inspired it and the passion behind it. Um, so yeah, I just wanna learn it and help get more people to uh, become homeowners that and I'm like first time home buyers um, and try to get some of this wealth redistributed in some way. And I see that that's one way that we, we can do that. Yeah, that's dope. Cause I, I like, uh, I, I get to podcast with my homies, TJ on one and Paul over there. And, uh, it, 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 we got into a heated argument about wealth distribution the last time I was over there. And mm -hmm. it's all, uh, we're all on the same I, I try to explain it as we're all on the same side, bros. We just get fed different messages on the internet. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. that, that kind of shapes our opinion a little bit, but, uh, learning, educating yourself is what's most important. So it's dope that you did that, but turned it into a hustle also, you know what I mean? Cause oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wait, wait it's, to... Hard to, it's hard to help people when they don't see. So, yeah, I hope to acquire wealth and I don't consider myself a wealthy person. You know, I have to work every day if I want to eat every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that's, so... that man, that was my thing with the COVID <laughs> shit is I'm used to working every day, no matter what, at least for a few yeah. hours. You know what I mean? And then I can schedule yeah. a weekend where I'm going to take a weekend off. But usually I work all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's been weird to be restricted from that the, the past few months, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I um yeah, I have to I don't want people to think that yeah, it's important to educate yourself about it, know what's going on and share that information. But I don't want people to think that like I don't have to work every day. But I hope to uh sell a lot of houses. And make great commissions because people respect what you have to say when your knowledge is materialized and that's the hard part hardest part about reaching people when you try to live modestly and humbly because you understand how how wealth distribution and redistribution works but people respect like what they can see you know yeah i i agree i i feel like nip hustle was a master at that you know what i mean like for sure. He, he read a lot of books and it's not just that he read them, it's that he retained that info and applied it to his game and mm -hmm. it, it, it elevated him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's tight. Um, besides, so like, what's up with that now? Do you have, do you work for a, a firm or do you, do you I have... am with the brokerage. I'm with, um, I'm with John L. Scott. Okay. Um, so yeah, I kind of, uh, that's, that's where I got to go and meet you at down there by Lloyd, yes, right? It yeah. Yes, it is. Um, and so yeah, that's, that's where I'll be. Um, I, you know, with that and with she Ryan, um, and me still working other day, another job that I go to regularly. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'll be there for a while. So no if doubt. anybody wants to learn a little bit about the like how to get in the real estate game, I'm interested in telling you a little bit about that too. Um, you do have to be a licensed agent for at least three years before you can become what is known as a principal broker and be okay. the head of your own firm. But that means you take on a lot of the responsibilities and you have to find the insurance and the coverage and have everybody's back. And so, right, that is a long-term goal of mine. And before I got in the game, I thought that, that was something I would be able to do right when those three years hit you know but yeah. um 
as I got into it, it's like I want to pace myself um, before I take that on. But uh, no, I'm that's good, man. And, you know, talking with people about how they can get into it. But no you doubt. can find out all of this information online, too. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm gonna get at you. Like I, uh, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? But I'm going to definitely yeah. call and ask questions because I, I feel like you're an honest resource. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I'm trying to hit you before. Thank you, baby. That's, that's why I hit you before. Cause it was like, yo, I see you, man. Can you tell me what's <laughs> up? Can I get a meeting? Like you, so I, I appreciate that. Um, so can I ask about SheRhyme.com? Like what? Uh, yeah. Well, because I see you post about it all the time. And when I checked out the website, it's like, you guys, it, it looks like event focused, but there hasn't been events lately. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, uh, can, can you talk about that and the inspiration for that? And yeah. How it, and how it's been going lately, man. Like that's yeah. like three or four oh, questions. I'm I'm going to interrupt here and there, but I'd love to hear you talk about that. There's a few things that inspired She Rhyme, okay? So She Rhyme, I created to basically support and preserve the voice of women of hip hop. Over the years, there has been the imbalance and representation of women in hip hop compared to men in hip hop. And me being a woman in hip hop, that's something that's important to me. You know, it's like, I wanna put myself out there. I wanna be respected. I want people to listen to my music and respect me as a writer, a lyricist, and an artist. Yep. There's also, I don't know who it was, but some philosopher about economics and all of that stuff might not have been a philosopher, but somewhere along the way, I heard about uh, if you do a job that you love, it don't feel like work. Yeah, that's why and I do then, this. A lot of people that's, talk that's, about. That, yeah, that's why I do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 A job for yourself, you know? And um, so those things, as well as on my journey of being an artist, um, going to uh, different conferences and expos and things, trying to get the knowledge and do the networking. I, there was never really any classes or lectures or seminars, not too many of them, that really uh, uh, might have hit hint on things that I might have wanted to know more about. Like so you could catch maybe like female rap artists talking about it in interviews, um, how commercial artists, um, how the labels treated them compared to uh, male artists. I would yeah. hear sometimes they were hard to be take on because there was a larger larger budget required uh, yeah. to support your artistry. 50 Cent um, talked about that with Olivia. He was like, dude, just to get her to show up to some was like 5K on top of the appearance fee just for her makeup yeah. and wardrobe and shit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Like, He's like, where's the where's the project at? Where when do I get to sell something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to support on three different levels, um, with as like my full vision, which the ground level we did put on some shows and, and uh last year, starting in last uh September was when we had our launch party. Uh -huh. Um, and then we had uh, monthly events until COVID hit, and then the venue that uh, we were hosting them at had to you know shut down and yeah. so that's man are they are they are they completely closed are they going to open back up i believe they may be open again but i haven't yet set to uh doing a, a new event just yet okay um, i'm focusing on raising more capital by producing um more merchandise and products 
So okay. this is a very new uh, business, but yeah, I have to get well, it launched to get it going, and then you know. Yeah. Well, I I mean, uh, I you know, I try to support the the women movement as much as I can. I grew my sister's like nine years younger than me, and she grew up in the room next to me hearing me bump on my rap shit. And so it's like, when I had an opportunity to put something in her ear, it's like, I would try and get, like I bought that Miss Jade album for her for Christmas yeah. that year, you know what I mean? And dude, yeah. it was, I was so hype about it and she loved it, you know what I mean? She listened to it a lot, but the commercial success just wasn't there, you know what I mean? And yeah, it, it just, uh, I didn't understand why, you know? And so it's like, well, I, I'm glad I at least paid the, the $16 for the CD and put it put it in a young woman's hand that, that listened to it because it's like, I, I you know, because some stuff I just, I don't identify with because I'm not a woman, Which you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I still, it doesn't mean I can't support and, and try and pass it on to someone who, who will, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was at Tupac, he's like, because I, I I got my name from a woman and my game from a woman and I came from a woman. So yeah. It's it's like I try to honor the words of my favorite writer, you know what I mean? And just yeah. like it, it uh I, I gotta try and support and give props wherever I can. Um what what was up with the first event that you guys threw? Like was it like what did you have going on? It like can you talk nice. about some well, of the we things? A, you know, we had some performers there, some great local performers. Um, King Ken, who was amazing. We had um Kaymone, who was amazing. Uh we had uh who else performed at the launch party? I still have a our uh flyer. And I I put these together for it, but it's Cali Cash. Kayla J, um, Selena the G, and King Ken actually. Yep, with Dope. DJ DB. Yeah, I, I uh, think I'm friends with her online too, Selena the G, man. She's oh, a rapper. Yeah, she she's a rapper too. Well. Yeah, and she does hair. Very, she does a very good job of hair too. Word. But she does rap. Um, she does spoken word poetry, and that's what she did for us that night. We also have some uh, great event sponsors. Yeah, so, that's yeah, tight too. Yeah, I make it more of an event, like a smaller, um, on a smaller scale, what I would see our annual uh, event being. Because like I was saying, I want to go to those conferences and and seminars and lectures well, dude, and, things, well, and they didn't have the things that I needed. So yeah. I want to put together something that is more specialized to uh, the women in hip hop, not just the rappers, but the ones that influence um, through style and fashion, uh, the women yeah. engineers and producers, uh, intellectual yeah. property attorneys and whatnot. Yeah, same, man. If, if you talk to any of those ladies and they want to come on Concerned Dabs podcast to talk about what they got going on, please let them know, shoot them my info, because it, it is like uh, my production guys, Mitchell and Jess, they like they noticed they're like yo when we have a woman on the show it kind of upticks a little bit you know what i mean and uh, we're, we're not trying to milk it for clicks it's just like it's are you telling me to show some cleavage no we're, we're just yeah. saying no we're just saying that it's uh it's it's kind of our duty you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. we, we we should try our best to try and find uh female industry people um for in, enter sure. in entertainment and cannabis because yeah yeah their their story is going to be 
a little bit different, you know what I mean? Than yeah. everyone else. So uh it's it's cool to hear that stuff from from a different perspective, man. Cause I, you know, I'm a I'm a just a regular guy from the res and it's it's cool to link up with other people from different cultures, but also different uh genders and hear about their experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you've been in the same game, you know, as as far as music and writing and you cross it's paths. Really different not just that but being from the northwest and being from oregon and then going somewhere else and you're a female you're a black female rapper from oregon okay yeah. it's just like you know can you, man talk of, about that like how you know because i'm sure you've been well received in certain places but there had to have been some places where you touched down and like who is this you know? i think just because my initial presence i can be shy at times or I just seem not really connected because I'm thinking about other things. And so I think uh, getting through that first, people getting past that initial like meeting of me and is one thing, but then seeing me perform is usually uh, like, wow, okay, she wasn't playing. But my yeah. thing was always being, I want people to listen to what I'm saying just because I think I have a very nice pen and I think I'm a very great writer so. i think i think so too what was the one where it's like something 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 and roll that leaf can you say those bars for me uh yes that was on i'm the greatest yeah that that, that was, was the one like, you recorded in piala okay yeah i yeah. heard that song yeah. but I, yeah i'm the greatest rap <laughs> y'all bitches think you're doing something but y'all bitches ain't doing nothing yeah i got something to prove see me head to city see y'all bitches lose so come on let's squash the beef because there ain't one bitch better than the chief for the social what's about the green and supply the streets turn around and make music to move your feet that i know you feel because this bitch is ill i don't remember the rest of it at this moment bad yeah, i just remember that line so do do this do, do, do no this and, and roll that leaf Spitting in balonies, yeah. Yeah. That was like 2002. I, I feel like that's worth a a, a 50 or $100 single distribution for, you know, it was an amazing baby. Song. I, 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 I think they all are. I and feel like you know, I had planned on re recording them. Some of them I uploaded on um on SoundCloud that I actually produced, like made the beat and arranged it all myself. Um, but my goal were, was to, uh, make them as a skeleton track or like a demo track for someone else to sing on. Uh, so yeah, there's a song called Frisky that's on there and it's got me singing on it and it's got some horns and I love the song, but it's like, oh, if I could get like a singer on here. Dope, yeah. yeah. With a yeah. live band. Yeah, I, yeah. man, for real, I'd, I'd love to hear that, man. I cause. Any, any homies who have done music, who haven't done music in a while, it's like, man, I haven't either, but I want to put some stuff out. I want to hear some of the stuff you've been working on, and I want to hear you put it out, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing with music is timeless, too. You can always further develop it, because people are remaking songs that came out sometimes 20 and 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, and new stuff, too. Yeah. Um. Can Man, can you talk about some of the like the conferences and seminars that you've been to? Cause I see you post yeah. about the ASCAP stuff and all that. And I'm yeah. like, man, cause it, it is like, uh, most artists don't really see the benefit in that. I remember Tyrant going to the Grammys. He went to the Grammys in like 2001 and he, he was sitting in like the third deck and he, he's yeah. like, 
he goes, bro, that trip is worthless unless you get invited to some parties to meet some people afterwards. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it was yeah. a bummer. We were expecting some kind of big record deal. You gotta work uh, yeah, you know. You gotta work it. We were kids. We didn't know any better. It. Yeah. If, if it's the best of times, you take your crew, you take your merch, your business card, and you work it. If no other benefit, you have the benefit of networking with because people from all over the country, we're really all over the world. Like I had breakfast um, with these Jamaican uh, Grammy winners. Yeah, uh, they're like a reggae so, band or something? Yeah, a soca band. Um, okay. You know, um, but the a friend of mine that I met the year before, uh, we stayed together the next time we went. And so she actually knows that kind of music more than yeah. I do. And so she recognized the artists and like we have brunch with them. Um, but there's execs there. Um, you might have opportunity to ask questions, but if nothing else, you have all these other artists there that you can network with for collaborations. That's what I was thinking. I was like, if I now I got this artist friend that is uh, from New Orleans or wherever, and we didn't yeah. do a song together. So he gonna take this song back home to New Orleans. I'm gonna take the song back home to Portland. And they yeah. gonna be like, wow, who was that? Oh, that's this guy, you know, or that's her, she's from Portland, you know, but it's about yeah. keeping those um, connections open. But yeah, I went to ASCAP a couple of times. I've met people there uh, going to the lectures or seminars. If you listen, sometimes you get some great information. It's also an opportunity to for producers, sometimes you can try out new equipment because they'll have like, uh, Tight. you know, music uh, manufacturers there, music distrib like music instrument distributors there. Um, yeah. They'll well, be. Uh, what what are like, can I ask mm -hmm. you like just uh, principally like what are some of the trends that you hear folks talking about? Because I remember it was like when I would go. Yeah, oh, like, sorry. oh no, well, like 2008, I had like a one album deal with High Rollers Records before it switched uh -huh. to just coast to coast. Uh -huh. And I remember trying to make a trip out there to get it turned in before the deadline expired. Mm -hmm. And when I went to go meet up with Fats, he was just like, bro, we're not going to put the, you know, the budget together for this. We're just doing the mixtape shit because that's where the money's at. And it was just, mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking, but he had just had one of those coast to coast conferences where some of the industry folks showed up and, mm -hmm. and, and I was just like, man, what did those folks say? It's like, basically what you're telling me, how huh? there's no budget because it's not coming back on the back end, no matter what. So wh whatever you can do to make a dollar right now in this, in this day and age, then do that. You know what I mean? And so we're just like, fuck, man. I feel like at the ASCAP Expo, uh, with the information that they had to give out, it was directing <laughs> the artists to be more independent because yeah. most of the lectures and things were about how to make money off of YouTube. Yeah. Um, they were talking about rate cases um, regarding against the uh, online music distributors like uh, Spotify and you know Apple. They were talking about those types of things to handle your business because yeah. ASCAP is more of a they represent the artists, you know. Um, and yeah. there's so many people that mainstream, commercial, and independent, you know, that are registered with them. Well, because um, well, this so, is man this is a question that i i asked zito too it's like bro you can call me a dummy all you want I'll, I'll take it because this term is still 
totally fucking foreign to me and it gets tossed around all the time and I don't ever get like a straight explanation but somebody's always like hey man hit me up and sell me sell me your publishing the term is publishing so could like can you explain that term a little bit for any artists who might be listening you know what I mean since you've been to all those conferences because I'm just like what the fuck I'm like yeah I put shit out I'm like are you guys saying that there's more money that I could be collecting and I need to have someone as a publisher to collect it for me. Like CD baby's not giving me all the return. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm just, it protects, I'm dumb. Like, I don't get it. Your music in certain situations. Let's say somebody plays your music. They have certain venues that are also registered with ASCAP. Yeah. So like they have, say- the, they have the jukebox and shit like that. So let's say like the Ramoda Center. Let's say somebody did your song at the Moda Center and they made money over there. Certain venues like it's protected under. And you know, I don't read up on it every day. I just know I'm registered with them. Yeah. And uh, you know, if I see if I see the need to, I'll contact them like, hey, should I be even paid? But there's times for uh radio plays and streams, but they're the ones that should be protecting you to make sure that you uh you know, get get what you're due for you having your spins, whether it be on the radio or if it be um, sometimes with licensing too. Well, cause uh, does, do, does, does ASCAP deal with YouTube at all also? Cause it's some homies that got like 5 million views why, on their video and it's like, bro, it, they, it, I can't, I, I have to fucking- the artists. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, cause it's the ad- they shove the ad down my throat. I have to click X like multiple times and skip the ad. You know what I mean? I'm like, this guy should be getting paid if I have to fucking spend that much hassle because these guys are spending their time to show their ad in, in front of well, his no, video. No. You know what I mean? The reason, no, 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 no. Everybody doesn't pay to put their stuff on YouTube. And that's why there's ads because you can, YouTube is making their money by being a host, by getting paid through ads and also getting paid by people who, uh, what do they call them? Uh, the people that upload to them? Yeah. Some of them. So some people can't upload their stuff without getting ads. It just depends on what their contract is with YouTube. Cause yeah. I believe when you first sign up, they offer you uh, different options and I believe you can change it uh, later on. Like there's different levels, I believe even to have your video that you uh, upload to be longer than 15 minutes. Okay. I believe that you have to take some um, greater form of uh, like subscription with them or whatever. Oh, okay. That's probably how ours is because our shit's an hour every time and there's just no music. Like that was, I wanted to have a 15 minute segment where I could just play music and smoke like Tony Touch does on Toka Tuesdays. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. takes like a smoke break at the end and. Mm-hmm. But the, the mechanical license. But Tony Toka still on the DJ? Yeah, on Shade 45. He still does Tuesday nights. Like back in the 90s. Yeah, I, I yeah. bought a couple of those CDs too. You know what I mean? It had mm-hmm. everybody from New York on there. So yeah, it was I think like, I first heard uh, like like Big Pun. Because didn't he do the... Was that him that did the 50 MC? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty it sure it was. was. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure that was, yeah. Yeah. And it... uh. When, when I talked to my production guy, Mitchell, he was just like, bro, we got to get a mechanical license and it costs this much money if you want to do that. And, and he's like, that will clear us for this many subscribers or whatever. We can play these songs and not have to pay extra. But he's, 
I was just like, damn. And, and since that was a year and a half ago, right, when we started, mm-hmm. and since the COVID, like, all the DJ homies online are just like, man, this thing keeps kicking me off when I'm live streaming my set. And I'm like, Aww. that's the reason why, bro. Like, all of those songs you're playing have tags in them that the the computer is hearing and saying you don't have the rights to play to pay those mm-hmm. according to what we're looking at on your profile and so it's yeah. just been kind of a a deep game to navigate and i feel like there's just not a lot of bros saying what's happening you know what i mean yeah and it's just like man i, I try to just be honest and like this was my situation we figured out we couldn't do it based on the cost you know because we don't we don't have mad income from the podcast we do it because we love it and we want to get these stories out as opposed to what the mainstream media stories are are coming out you know what i mean mm-hmm. um like w- like um besides the, the so i mean do you have any projects that are coming out soon as far as music or is it just the uh the she rhyme.com like what are you promoting right now know. the most what am i i'm not promoting my own stuff right now uh I hope to give you guys something soon, but uh, I'm promoting the She Rhyme. I want y'all to get familiar with the social media stuff and just follow on Instagram and on Twitter um, and watch the watch what we've done. And I'm interested in getting uh, collaborators. I'm, I'm down. I'm with whatever you, you like. Yeah. Whatever. yeah, hit me up. Dude. I want people to collaborate with me and um that's really what I'm interested in team building and I'm so picky and there's been people that have been working great with me as we've been putting uh the events together and moving forward so I I'll and I'm they're great and I plan to continue to work with the people that have worked with me but now with COVID it's showing that we need to definitely cover more ground than just putting on events because if they shut it down and we can't do events, then how do we keep it all going? So I'm looking for contributors and collaborators. There's a blog on the website that I do that's centered around women in hip hop. You know, if there's other people that are interested in it like I am and just sit around writing about it like I am, I want that that to be submitted to us so I can post it on our website. Might might I suggest a podcast? there is a podcast associated with it. There's a, some interviews up there. Um, I would like to grow that. And um, another woman that, I don't know, well, we've talked about working on a podcast uh, yeah. together. Well, Zoom yeah. Zoom is super easy. For the 15 bucks yeah. a month, bro, like you schedule the time, you can set all these different things and you can have it record to your computer so that you can share it afterwards and... It, it, like I got forced into it two weeks ago. My guy Mitchell, there was some catastrophic system failure shit at my tribe's casino, and he's the IT guy. Mm-hmm. And it, ha- it happened like once before in the summer, and they closed for like two or three days, and he handled it. He's like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nothing." But this time, they've been closed for like ten days or almost two weeks, and I think it's opening again tomorrow. But I've I've been missing my production guy for like two or three weeks, and want- I'm I'm just. I'm glad that this this Zoom option is available because I can at least interview someone, record it, and upload it. And I yeah. can't compl- I can't complain about that. You know, it's it's pretty easy to use. Yeah, I like it too. And um, and, and you could like if you if 
it sounds like you're in contact with mad female artists. So I, I feel like just doing interviews like that, as long as you're posting content on a weekly basis, yeah. dude, I, I think, you know, it'll grow an audience for sure. Yes, I've had the opportunity to interview a young woman uh, named Sote. I've interviewed uh, Shrista Tyree, who was a comedian and hip hop artist. I've interviewed Abibat, who was a stylist and she's with Bloom Collective. Um, I had interviewed um, Callie Cash, um, and I hope to do more. Um, so yeah, lately I've been um, I've been taking what I've learned this past year of really working on She Ryan and building it further than what I have before, and taking what I've learned from all of that to figure out the best way to move forward. And with as large as uh, my my goals are and as deep as my vision goes. That's why I said I really would love to have contributors and collaborators um, and partners. And I've been writing out um, a campaign, um, which is a way to hopefully earn capital so that I can bring all these things through for fruition. So yes, it has slowed down uh, with COVID because uh, that the event planning, I felt like, okay, we can do this once a month, this jump off, this is how we can really just keep this thing going and really yeah. build it. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's a similar, similar principle, similar principle as posting all the time. It's like, nah, we're throwing something once a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, also uh, I was hoping to post something every Wednesday yeah. as Wednesday is She Rhyme Day because that's Women Crush Wednesday. Word. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can pick that back up. Yeah, I, I, I hope so too. Um, we're getting close to like an hour. Um, you, know, you know, we don't have to cut it off directly at 60 minutes. And I, I didn't ask you if I could ask this question before, but he's grown now. So can I ask about your boy? Is he making music too, man? Like, can you, can you yes. talk about him a little bit? You know what I mean? Cause he I see you post music. about him too and I'm like, no, because you yeah. would sound pissed up, like he's leaving school to get a job and just make beats. And I'm just like, man, I like, is he, is he, can you, can you say his artist name and where, where people can check he's him out amazing. too? Uh, that's D. Um, he, he, you know, he's a grown man. So, you know, he don't like nobody out here telling all his business. No, but well, yeah. that's, that's why I just tried to politely ask because it's like, yeah. hey, man, I, I, I haven't met you yet, but I, I know your mom. It's like, if you got At some beats, time, I want to check them out. You know what I mean? At the same time, he's an amazing, uh, in my in my opinion, and lots of people, he's an amazing music producer. Um, he does music with uh, the Wave Pro crew, which Sote, who I interviewed, who is a really hot lyricist, young female artist. She works with them, too, and... Uh, Daniel, it's a crew of them. And, um, and what, what, he, what's the crew called wave, again? What's it? Wave, wave Pro? Wave Pro? Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Reminds and, me of uh, Max B, man. Max B. Yeah. yeah. So, and I feel like, uh, you know, we're supposed to work on some music together. And I was like, look, homie, because, you know, for engineers and producers, they be charging you everything. So I was like, look, homie. Look, I ain't got that much. You know, I'm just out here get, trying to get it. You me get 10 beats, kid. 10, 10 beats on GP, kid. <laughs> yeah, he gave me a special. So, you know, I'm looking, really, I'm looking forward to getting in the studio with him so we can work on something and show you how it's done when you put your mom and your son together and you lock them in together and y'all 
you know. No, yeah. <laughs> no, man. Let me like, not say that. And then the challenge get you know put out there. And, well, uh, no, man, because I I do. I just think that's tight. You know what I mean? Like I I try and my my boy, he's only eight. So I, I, try and, I try and push him in, the, in that direction. I got to do a Zoom call with him today where he was showing me all of the coding school stuff he's been doing oh, online. Shit. He got to share the screen and show me the games that he made. And I was just like, I only get to talk to him on the phone for like five minutes. And I got to do a Zoom call for like an hour today. And it was just like, oh, oh nice. man, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was the shit to me. And I, uh, I, I try to push him in the music direction too. So it's it's dope. You got your boy in there and into it. Thank you. Know you. What I mean? like, well, yeah, that's good that he's doing the game maker stuff because that is also a very good prerequisite if you want to get into engineering and yeah. you know working with me. And Dorian, my son D, he he did that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's, that's tight. That's, yeah, I think he yeah ate at doing game maker and then it was like around the same time that he found the piano. Tight. So yeah don't so, did, did, yeah. did you did you make him go to lessons or anything did you force him to do anything that you know because not too much uh i just Good. wanted him to if you sign up for something you keep at it i i always it's eight classes know. kid you're going to eight classes man yeah, yeah yeah you know so i think uh he did the drums like he's in a drum line and um then he was uh he started doing the piano and then later he took up the guitar when he was in high school. Oh. And he used to, I used to take him to the studio with me. The first time he went to the studio with me, um, there used to be this spot called the Digital Den that was right there on MLK and Killingsworth, right by Popeyes. And I remember I took him with me and we had some Popeyes chicken. He remembers that too, maybe because of the Popeyes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. and just being with Rose Bent and, you know, we had a couple, we had children. And so they would come to uh, sessions with us or rehearsals, you know, doing what we have to do to make it happen. Having opportunities to perform at community events and uh, inside of schools, volunteering, you know, all age events and whatnot. He was able to get out there and see what goes on and how it happens. And so I guess yeah. it only made sense that he would fall into it. But whatever, I mean, you free game. Yeah, like free game, panel, kid. Which is amazing to me. Like, I'd still be like, wow, how do you just do that? Um, but if he would have wanted to be like a an engineer or just whatever, uh, it would have been fine with me as long as you get your butt up out of here and you do something. That's yeah. why, yeah, I wanted him to uh, go to college rather than join the workforce just because they have the Oregon Promise Scholarship. And it's like, you cannot beat that. You can do it. You've got the brain power. Yeah. You've got the support. Get this little degree real quick, you know, yeah. so that you'll have it while you're young and then do whatever, even if it is just music, because at school, and this goes out for any young person that's watching this, like y'all got the opportunity to go for free. When you go to school to work on their music equipment, they're yeah. gonna give you that top, you paying for that, they're gonna give you that top level equipment to work on, yeah. you might not have that at home, but while yeah. you're on campus, you know, you're working on that good stuff. I, and I agree. Free school is free school, man. Take you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah. I, I went to WSU straight out of high school and, mm -hmm you had you could only check cameras and stuff out for like two or three hours at a time yeah. and it's like when when i went back to school i went back to i went pcc online after i dropped out of wazoo and then i went to nic in coeur d'alene for a year to get my gpa up 
and Wazoo wouldn't take those credits. So I went to U of I and at mm -hmm. U of I, you could rent a camera for like two days. Wow. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it, it would just like, it was the same shit, like the same software. That's like, you could rent the editing suite for like 10 hours at a time if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it's wow. like at, at Wazoo, it was limited to like four. And so it would just, I understood the value of being somewhere, you know, where it, it was cheaper with, with similar equipment, but that, like, that's what I try to tell kids too, is because my degree is in PR, public relations, you know, bachelor of science, I graduated in 08, but it, it doesn't earn me an extra dollar per hour, but those classes, the production classes and the writing classes, I use that every day in my art still to this day. We're shooting a movie this weekend. I had to get a mohawk haircut and, you know, line up to, to play my character. But it's I'm using stuff from that education from 12 years ago to create mm -hmm. my art. It's, it's like not nah, it didn't it didn't make me more money professionally, but it made me uh, more skilled as an artist and, and more yeah. able to, to do stuff that I like. And so I try not to undersell it as that you know what i mean like because because yeah. it's just like man now you're gonna learn some cool shit it might not get you a job but i couldn't right. buy i couldn't buy that computer and i couldn't buy that camera but it's like i could check it out for two days and i you know like at school for for the yeah. two the, the, the two years i was there i got to do that shit yeah it makes and, some amazing stuff and get yeah. your feet well get that experience and yeah yeah and because because my boy now i'm like look your grandma's gonna try and sell you this college bullshit just be a plumber or an electrician man you're gonna ball <laughs> out and you can do whatever else you want to after the yeah. fucking fat you know what i mean and yeah he's just looking at me like man i'm only eight yeah you know I mean? <laughs> yeah i'm like okay yeah, just, yeah try and but, keep it yeah, on this kid. But that's true like in these times it's good it's got to be practical those are things that don't go away and that's something that i feel like i've learned along the way you know as a child you have dreams of wanting to be well i had dreams of wanting to be these things and have all this money and i wanted to be a princess and live in a castle <laughs> or whatever you know um but i think having i think mm -hmm. what we learned through the housing crisis in 2008 um yeah. different things that led to us having it hit 9-11 back in 2001 caused a dip in the economy but um all these things that we and even right now you know yeah. when we see what when we need vitality it's good to go back to basics you know we need plumbers we need electricians we need carpenters nurses we need, in these times we need delivery drivers yeah. you know because things got to get where they're going <laughs> especially if the things shut down people need medical supplies that's those are things that are not going to stop you yeah. know, and it's good to have like for balance, have your hobbies and whatnot. And I like using music for me as a, um, a healing mechanism. Same. Um, Same. And, you know, and so to me, that's important. Same. Um, it makes me feel better. Yeah. Afterwards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to have. But when it comes to like earning your money around here, I think it's good to think about something practical that you can um, give to the world um, <laughs> that way so we can eat. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Okay, so I have like three more questions before we wrap, is that okay? Yes. Okay, so the last one I just kind of, you know, 
pump up the the online stuff but the the first two uh there's a good side and a bad side depending on how, how you want to look at it the first side is uh what do you feel has been your best move on the path to where you're at right now mm. oh that's a good question yeah i feel like my best move on the path to where i've got right now my best move was <laughs> to go for it i guess i feel like when i've used the times where i've used my instincts those were the times where i was being where i was successful yeah um so having confidence uh in myself and in the things that i believe in uh when i do that it works for me and when i when i doubt myself um that's yeah. when you know or questionable results yeah exactly yeah. So i think just uh having confidence and knowing that uh knowing that you know that you you can do it don't have no doubt like I don't know. And I hope that's a good enough answer for you. But no, no, it is, man. Like it is like trust your gut and have faith, man. Like just because you you really you really don't know. I'm just blessed to be here. <laughs> same. Well, this um, is this is what I, I, I tell people too. I, I I tell them, I'm like, well, did you spend the time? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, did you practice, man? Like, did you train? Like whatever you're about to do, did yeah. you spend the time? And yeah. if they're like, Yeah, I'm like, you don't you don't gotta be nervous, bro. Like just go for it you know yeah like that that yeah. is that is good advice and and i one of my homies his name was marshall white when i was 16 years old he was from showband res that's my tribe's kind of traditional enemy as far as fishing grounds and we were at a oh, summer shoot. program together and that was his phrase every you know i'm like man should we do this marshall like fucking go for it you know and it just mm -hmm. uh I'm sure he's still alive. If you're listening to this, Marshall White, holler at me online, bro. I'm trying to trying to see what's up, what you've been doing. But it, like that, that is really good advice because people are doubtful and afraid. Yeah. There's no need to be, man. Like at, at all. You know what I mean? Like even even if you lose, it's like that's it's a lesson, bro. Yeah. It's it's a, you, you know, like you. You, you ever you, go to a party? And then was nervous and never got out there on the dance floor, but like you knew you wanted to dance and you knew, but you was just so nervous. And then afterwards, you're like, man, I should have just went out there and got my groove on. Yeah. I don't like feeling like that. Hell no. It's like, man, nah. I was there. The moment was right. My song came on. Yeah. It's like, man. Shoot, yeah. Shoot your shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So good answer, Miss Chief. Good answer. <laughs> the, the the other side of the question is what do you feel has been your biggest mistake on the path to where you're at right now not listening to my gut word <laughs> not going for it letting the opportunity pass me by um show y'all even gonna believe me if i tell you but let's hear it let's hear it um i don't even know if that was it this ain't even it but uh I, I I tell a bunch of slept on, I'm like, I tell kids all the time, like, my advice to kids is give everyone five minutes. You don't know who someone is going to be two years from now. If yeah. you give them the five minutes, like, it's worth your time, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, My biggest, well, I'd say not listening to my gut. Um, 
gosh I can't say it's been I can't it's hard for me to complain knowing how uh grateful I am and knowing how like I am blessed I've had some amazing I've seen some amazing opportunities in life and I cannot even the ones that I could have went in on more I could have done more for I feel like I'm still I've I've done pretty good for myself, even though, you know. I, I think so too, Miss Chief. I think so too. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And it's um, there there are things that I want, and I'm still fighting to get those things and to have those things that I want to do because I because I can, you know. Yeah. I like you're supposed to ride this thing to the wheels fall off. Tomorrow is not promise to none of us but at the same time the fact that we made it this far is like amazing yeah it's 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 commendable i used to always think i wasn't gonna make it this to this age in life and i'm like yeah look at you doing podcasts and shit now katie can you know what i mean like yeah you know like i i like i i have this like i always ask myself too it's like would your high school self be proud? It's like, hell fucking yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my high school self didn't have these kind of fucking paths and trajectories in mind. It was just like, yo. And and it's mm-hmm. uh it's not what I thought or dreamed of 20 years ago, but it's a it's nothing to complain about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be having to get I can get it down sometimes. And so I really have to do assessments and reevaluate myself and really just be grateful and recognize my blessings. That's what I do when Me I too. feel down. I feel like I'm not measuring up to this idea of what I'm supposed to be or what I think people think I'm supposed to be. I, when really, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, wait, hold up a second. You know, well, that's I am the, the age that I am. And I mean... You are. You're. You're uh, successful. You're making shit happen, and yeah. it's it's commendable. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, I wouldn't ask you to come on my show. You know what I mean? It's Thank it's you. like yeah, and it, it is, man. Like I, uh, multi platinum isn't a thing anymore, really. You know what I mean? It's like when when I had that dream as a kid, it's like, dude, it's not real. You know what I mean? Like you, you that's not the game anymore. You you have to create content that's good and keep doing it. You mm-hmm. know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, I'm prepared for that. You know, like I, I, lo- I love the podcast stuff and the music stuff and I'm doing film stuff too. And I feel like those three things are enough to make me happy for the time that I'm here on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if I can spend time every week doing those things, I'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dan, we're like, we're, we're past an hour now, Miss Chief. Um, I, I got to ask you the, the two-sided question. The last one I have is, um, what are some ideas or concepts that you would like to promote for the future? Ideas or concepts that I would like to promote yeah. for the future. And so, uh, like, I would give you mine. I told this to Daniel last week. My thing is, like, everybody should be able to grow their own weed. If it goes federal, fuck mm-hmm. buying it. At, you need to be able to grow your own, too. Yeah, you can buy it at a store, but grow your own, man. Mm-hmm. Find something mm-hmm. that works for you and grow it the way you like it. So that's that's what i would like to promote for the future yeah. but i'm sure yeah. yours is different yours is totally different your your uh experience are, are completely different from mine can i be so bold to say yes you can 
Yes. I'm really nervous about it. And I don't know if I'm really, I don't really know if I have like the right to say, cause I don't feel like I went to enough protests and things like that to say, but yep. I feel like one of the biggest things that's hurting our country right now is this division that we have amongst uh, police brutality and yeah. um, you know what's going on with those things. And I don't even want to say I would get in front, but I feel like if there was somehow, and I know that they're working on it, but I just feel like just one simple federal bill for police accountability um, yeah. would be able to bring about change. And I could just be dreaming and having wishful thinking but i feel like if there was something that said okay well if someone if an unarmed person lost their life you know at the hands of um an officer yeah that, that means there has to be no matter what there has to be a trial i think where the people which are the citizens um are upset is because there's not like it took forever for somebody to get arrested for brianna taylor yeah. But I feel like people just want, like, they're un, they're unarmed. There's They just and, want justice and, in that way. If we can yeah. at least get, like, uh, it to go to trial so we can be, like, you know, yeah. something instead of... I, I agree. And I, I've talked about this on, on, on Beers, Bongs, and Bullshit podcast, too. But it's like, it's like me and mine get killed in the news all the time unarmed on some dumb shit because someone was deaf or someone was mentally ill or someone, you know, like... Yeah. It doesn't get that level of publicity. And, and I feel like sometimes the level of publicity is promoted for the divisive nature of the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is, I'm not, I'm not saying 5 is cool. It's still fuck 5 But mm -hmm. it's just like, man, I, I have a homie who's going to appear in the film this weekend who used to be a tribal cop for like 10 years. He was my best friend. He's my brother. He's been my best friend since we we're two and a half years old. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. he's not a cop anymore. He's a tobacco distributor. He's doing really well for himself and I'm proud of him. But it's, uh, he, he did that job for a long time and he even did, he was a probation officer in Portland for a while. And I, I know that he understood that what he was doing was not effective and not, you know, you know the, the, the best use of his time here. And he chose to do something else. And I'm glad that he did that, but I, you know, when, when people are shitting on, it's like, yeah, fuck 5-0, but it's like, man, my bro, at the time, he's a cop, you know what I mean? So I, I and I still have a, a family that, that are police officers, and it's just, I try not to shit on them either, but it's like, dude, you, all of you guys know that your position is an oppressive one, you know what I mean? And um, I, I commend those bros for trying to be as objective as they can, you know? yeah because because it is like that's because tj and on one and paul like they asked me i was like i didn't read about that story or that story that much show me when it's an ending you know what i mean and they're just like whoa and i'm like bro and in spokane like that's been the highest incidence of police killing civilians it's native american you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that doesn't get reported at all it's like 80 percent natives have been killed by as far as deaths from spokane police and Wow. And, and I, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to create more division amongst the public, out? but it, it just- I don't know much, I don't know much about it, but I thought there was like tribal jurisdictions and then there were like- There the is, there's no reservation in Spokane. They're surrounding oh, the city, okay. you know what I mean? Like in some places like Piala, they have a res that's right there in Tacoma, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
I'm sure if, and this, this is the thing too, if it's murder, most tribal penalties for murder are pretty lax. So it goes federal. If, if shit really hits the fan, the feds come in and they handle the charges. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it just, uh, I try not to be so divisive either because it, it, it's it's like, man, I'd... I just get sick of fight. So I feel I used to do, I used to go to the protest. You know, if you yeah. listen to certain stuff I wrote, yeah, um, you could tell kind of what drives me sometimes, but it's like at the age that I am at now, it's like, do I have to spend my whole, when do I get to just be breathe and be happy? Like, do yeah. I have to spend my whole life? Yeah. And so it's to the point where if we really gonna go and make change, then I'm, we gonna have to go. We, it just needs to be nipped in the bud, find the one thing that's gonna solve the problem so I can move on and enjoy my life. I, so it's kind of, cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna get out there unless we going all the way in because, yeah, because I don't in. I agree. If, if I could suggest an episode to you from us, uh, my bro Deacon Jones, he's from my reservation. Uh, mm -hmm. his, his pop was black. And he grew mm -hmm. up black on our res and he wrote a book and I read the book and I was expecting something completely different because I live right down the street from this kid. You know what I mean? He, and he's younger than me. I think I was a senior and he was a freshman and it was like, whoa, I didn't see that perspective because my skin isn't that color. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've seen him post online that he's like, yo, to be a person of color, and to be aware of what's going on is basically to be pissed off all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? And he, he was like, so I gotta say, if you can find some form of happiness in your day to day while still being this, then good for you. And I was just like, fuck right on Ricky. You know, like he's he's my bro. And it, uh, a lot of the shit he says is like, it's, it's spot on. And he, he's real activist too, but he's real honest about it. And I dig that, so. Mm -hmm. If you could check out his episode and check out his book, I'm sure you'd be inspired. It's only like 40 pages. It's a real easy okay. read. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, I try not to be too hard on him. There was only like two typos for, for grammar. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. but, but it was just like, man, good job, bro. I'm proud of you, you know? Yeah. Um, but he, he does like that. It is like, I under, that's when you were saying your, your answer, that's what I thought of was his post. Cause it's like, it is bro. If you, if you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. So you got to yeah. try and focus on the things that do make you happy because it kind of is going to shit. We got to like, focus. What do you want me to do? It's like, yeah. it's like, do you, are you telling me you really want me to accept the way that things are? Yeah, I can't. And it's like, I, I, it's like, hard. I can't, it makes it almost like you're not, you can't really live in reality. Like it's hard to, knowing what's going on around you, that's where it's ironic how we all got to wear a mask right now. Yeah, man. Because it's like we feeling like you wear a mask or like that you can't breathe. And you it's know, not it's like, not irony. It's design. On your neck. It's design, <laughs> not irony. You know what and I mean? so, yeah. So I appreciate you. But that's where this little part where I feel like, you know, I don't want to. You yeah. know, I just want to enjoy life and move forward and keep creating she rhyme and write some yeah. raps and, and go to work and, and pay Sa some bills. And <laughs> same. I, I try to handle those questions in the same manner. It's like, look, I'm pissed off about this and I don't like this and I don't like that, <laughs> but I get to do these things and I'm happy about that. So I'd yeah. rather just focus on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I agree, Miss Chief. Um, <laughs> so, man, we're like hour and 15 now. Um, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, it's been a good interview so far and freestyled, you know, like sometimes yeah. sometimes folks want questions. So there's no surprises. But I dig how you were just like, nah, man, I'm tuning in. It's cool. Um, <laughs> be, before we go, can I get you to promote your online social media like where can people follow what you have going on and and check out the the, just sherime.com i know that but but everything else sherime.com is the website please go there and subscribe if you want to work with me collaborate with anything the the uh web the email address is sherime at lenterprises.net lenterprises is (laughs) i'm gonna spell it out for you okay uh, military style L is in Lima, Y is in Yankee, N is in November, N is in November, T is in Tango, E is in Echo, R is in Romeo, P <laughs> as in Papa, R is in Romeo. And and R um, is, like, dude, yes, yeah, so can can you can you send me that to my email and I'll I post will. that. I'll post that in so the YouTube description. So if you want to collaborate, if you want to collaborate, you can send your like if you have a blog that you want to submit and you like, well, you can use it for your website, but I mean, it's still yours. You own it. I just want to submit it so I have more contact, more content for it. And uh, you can always submit, you know, what you want or if you want to work with me, whatever. Um, follow me or follow SheRhyme on Twitter. It's just at SheRhyme. It's also at SheRhyme on Instagram. Uh, you can follow uh, Broker Sharonda on Twitter. That is my um, Twitter for at real Broker Sharonda. At yes, Broker Sharonda. Real estate information. I'll tweet listings. I'll tweet tips um, on for home ownership and just for homeowners and first-time home buyers. Um, I'm on Facebook, Sharonda McCauley. I still have my former alias Sarah Paitlin on Facebook. I just can't get rid of her because I just love that name. And, well, that, uh, yeah. Well, man, talk about it. what was that? Was that like a like a actress name or like what? Did, it was just a so years ago, maybe 11 years ago when I first got a Facebook, I was on there as myself, but then I saw some people, they just had fun names and this guy had a name for HG Paper Stacks. And that was my, I was like, oh shoot. It was like, if you grant paper stacks, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. I need me money getting name. And so Sarah that Peglin. was uh, Sarah Palin of the governor of Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Was running for president uh, as a running, I'm, I'm pretty sure she went to school at U of I. I remember that. That so, like, yeah, like the I school like, I went to. What yeah. about Sarah Paisley. So, That's dope. Slick. Well, there she was. Yeah, it's like a like an E40 alias and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? like, no doubt. That was that. But yeah, you can follow me on all the socials. Please follow She Ryan. Um, I'm here. I'm looking for clients all the time for real estate. Um, or if you just wanted me to, uh, if you don't know how to like get a home, I believe that no matter what your financial situation is right now, we could come up with a plan where in two years, um, maximum, you'll be ready to go ahead and at least meet with a lender to try to get there. And I'm not like a home buying counselor, but I know a little something and, um, I dig the I dig the honesty about the timeline, man. Cause it's like, yo, that's real. Yeah. It's not, it's not two weeks, it's two years. Like, are you about this life or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get it to yeah. get it together or don't. 
holler at yeah. your girl, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and I hope, I feel like it's something to look into for everyone or, you know, things happen, but you know, you might have to fall back. I fall back before and it's like, okay, now I got to clean, like I'm in a, a cleaning up my money situation right now, you know, things happen where it's like, okay, I'm overextended here. So I got to chill on the Starbucks now. And yep. now I, you know, can yep. do more, offer more over here. I can save so I can rebuild into something else or reinvest into something else. No doubt. I can dig it, man. Doing the math. That's, that's what I try to tell folks. Like, well, do the math, man. Yeah. Like, what's it, you know, like sustainability isn't just some hippie shit. It's, it's mathematics based. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, fuck, the fuck you going to do? Yeah. So, uh, I appreciate you, Miss Chief, for coming on the show and letting me interview you about all the cool shit you got going on. Thanks um, for having me. Well, no, it's it's dope. And and Mitchell, I still don't have him back yet, so I couldn't get him to redo the flyer. So I'm gonna post this to YouTube tonight and set the premiere as 8 p.m. on Sunday, and I will send you the link the link after it uploads. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll just try and share it like that. You know what I mean? Because I can't sit there and stress the guy if he's been spending, you know, 18 hours at work trying to fix the shit at the casino for the past two weeks. It's like, man, I understand. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Can you do that, Florida Mitchell? We're going to air this on Sunday. He's going to be like, dude, I'm fucking busy. You know what I mean? So it's, I, I understand. And I um, thank you for being down and coming back. And, and I got to also tell you, uh, the next it's november 1st we have this kid kenny pahina he's okay. from colleen texas he has this song called my friends are trying to kill me mm. dude if you check out his youtube it's it's super 80s 90s r&b like it's mm. i know i'm just a super big fan and I'm, I'm excited he he got one of his songs on a samsung commercial recently for like 10 seconds it's wow. like they, yeah so i'm just like bro i can't wait to ask yeah, you about that awesome. so i just wanted to put that in your ear because I, I think he has female artists that he works with on his label that probably would be interested in SheRhyme.com. I would love that, yeah. Yeah. So all in all, Miss Chief, I got to say dope interview. And Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for showing up. And with that, I'm going to do my outro dance, okay? All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was the 80th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. My guest tonight, Rose City Miss Chief, a.k.a. Sharonda McCauley, a.k.a. Sarah Padlin. You can check her out at SheRhyme.com or at John L. Real Estate, John L. Scott Real Estate down there in the Lloyd District. She's balling out, got her license. Um, she's trying to collab. Please hit her up. Um, also ask about her boy's beats, too. You know what I mean? I know her boy's making beats. He's producing. Uh, she's she's been my friend for a long time. I appreciate her coming on the show. Um, like I can't say enough. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I hope folks tune into this episode. I'm gonna share the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> and I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production. <laughs>